Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 2415. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day, whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. world and thank you for tuning in. Are you ready to get into the word? Open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 as we continue our study in the elementary principles of Christ. Verse 1, therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment, and this we will do as God permits. Remember, we have seven stones in our foundation, one in addition to Hebrews 6 being the cornerstone of Jesus Christ found in 1 Peter 2.6, and the other six are repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And as we continue in our discussion of the doctrine of baptisms, we found there are four baptisms in the New Testament. The first is the baptism of repentance, which brings us to Christ. Second, the baptism into the body, which joins us with Christ. Third, the baptism in water, which shows us in Christ. Fourth, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which empowers us with the supernatural to be witnesses to the world with the power of Christ. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. John prophesied it in Matthew 3.11, where he said that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Luke 24.49, Jesus said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. He told them to go nowhere, say nothing, until they get this power. They were already saved, but they had not yet received the infilling, empowerment, endowment, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 1, he said to wait for the promise of the Father. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8, he says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit's come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The power is needed to reach the world for Jesus. Acts 2, 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And yesterday we learned about six points that we must understand in order to be filled with the Spirit and speak with other tongues. Number one, we must first be saved. We found that in Acts 19, 2 when Paul met the folks there that they were already saved but they were not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. When they heard about it, they received the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Number two, if you will ask for it, he'll give it to you. 
In Luke eleven thirteen, he says, If we know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will our Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The third point we learned was that we will do the praying. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. The fourth point we learned was we'll not understand what we're praying. For Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, 14, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. The fifth thing we learned is we're speaking to God and not to man, and we're speaking mysteries out of 1 Corinthians 14, 2. And the last point we learned was that we're praying God's will out of Romans 8, 26, and 27. Let's start there. Let me read that. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to, and this is the important part, the will of God. Let me tell you a little story that might help you to visualize how praying in tongues works. Let's say Billy wants to pray for Susie, but he doesn't know what she needs. The only one who really knows exactly what she needs is the Father God, the Son Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit wants to pray for Susie, but he doesn't have a mouth on the earth to pray. Billy does have a mouth. If Billy would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and pray in other tongues, then the Holy Spirit can take the words that Billy speaks in other tongues and use it to pray God's will for Susie. This type of prayer is very powerful because it's always perfect. Let me read you Romans eight twenty six and 27 in the New Living Translation. It says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our distress, for we don't even know what we should pray for, nor how we should pray. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. That's right out of the New Living Translation. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to make sure that we're all saved. Because we all know the first thing we have to do is be saved before we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Pray this prayer with me, would you? Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sins, and you rose from the dead. I call on you and ask you to become my Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. With my mouth, I confess you as my Lord. Amen. Now, I realize I just led you in a prayer, but if you believe that, or if you prayed that before and meant it, then the Bible says, according to Scripture, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It means you are saved. Well, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit since you've been saved? Jesus said to go nowhere, preach nowhere, don't do anything until you receive this power from on high in order to be an effective witness around the world. Well, it's easy to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and to speak with new tongues, and I'd like to lead you in a prayer. Let's go ahead and do that. Are you ready? Say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in new tongues. You said if I asked for it, 
you would give it to me. So I thank you for filling me with your spirit. And now by faith, I will pray in new tongues. I realize I will not understand what I'm saying, but I believe what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and Romans chapter 8. I believe I'm speaking to you, and I believe I'm praying your will. Amen. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to pick somebody out to pray for, and we're going to pray for them in other tongues. You see, if you've asked for this gift, the Bible says he's just given it to you. But you'll be the one who prays in tongues. You'll feel a prompting of the Holy Spirit, but you're the one that, by faith, will speak in other tongues. Now, it may sound like baby talk. Your mind might say, well, you're not saying anything, and it means nothing. Let me tell you how it happened to me. Back on April 21st, 1979, I was reading a book called The Spirit Himself by Ralph M. Riggs. And I was in chapter 13. The title of the chapter is The Baptism of the Holy Spirit and How to Receive It. I knew if I read the chapter, I was going to have to receive the Holy Spirit, but I was ready. So sitting at my desk, I read that chapter, and at the end, I prayed the prayer to ask Jesus to baptize me in the Holy Ghost. And then I began to pray in tongues. I decided to pray for the President of the United States, because I had no idea what he needed or what wisdom he needed or decisions he needed to make. So I started to pray for him in other tongues, like this, and suddenly a thought came to my mind, you're making that up. It's a bunch of baby talk. I knew it was a devil, so I said, no, Mr. Devil, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm praying the will of God for the president. So I said again, Lord, I pray for the president, and I started to pray in other tongues. And that thought came again. You're making it up. It's a bunch of baby talk. And I said, no, it isn't, Mr. Devil. According to the Bible, I'm praying in other tongues, praying in other tongues for the president, the will of God. So I started to pray again. And, he, and then he came up with a question to me. He said, okay, well, then what's the difference between what you're doing now and what you did as a child walking through New York and making up a language pretending you were from another country? I remember I was doing that as a child, and then it stumped me. I said to myself, well, what is the difference between what I'm doing now and what I was doing then in New York, walking around the city and acting like I was from a different country? And I couldn't come up with the answer. So I said, Lord, what is the difference between what I'm doing now in praying for the president and what I did as a child when I made up that little language. And the Lord gave me one word, and it just changed my whole life. He said, faith. I said, faith, that's it? I believe the scripture. I have faith that the Bible says that when I pray in other tongues, I'm praying the will of God for saints. And I was praying for the president. So I said it again. I'm praying for the president. I think, as a matter of fact, at that time, I decided to pray for my mother. So I said, Lord, I'm praying for my mother in the spirit now. I don't know what she needs, but I pray in other tongues for her. And then the devil came back with that thought again. You're making that up. It's a bunch of baby talk, and it doesn't mean anything, just like when you were a kid in New York, that you were from another country. I said, no, Mr. Devil. The Bible says in Romans 8, 26 and 27, that when I pray in the spirit, when I pray in other tongues, that I'm praying mysteries, I'm praying the will of God, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is taking the sounds that are coming out of my mouth, the sounds that I'm offering to him, and he's turning them into the will of God being prayed into the atmosphere of the earth. I believe, according to that scripture, that I'm praying God's will, 
God's perfect will because he knows what needs to take place and I don't. And God tells me to pray his will from heaven to be on the earth. And so I kept praying for the president and I have not stopped. It's been 35 years later. I pray in tongues as much as I can. I like Paul's expression that I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. Well, I might not be praying in tongues more than you. I have no idea about that, but I'm sure glad that I pray in tongues. It's one of the greatest gifts that I've ever had. Well, we're just about out of time, and I need to uh, stop this broadcast and get ready for the next one. So I'll pray for you right now, and I thank you, Father, that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank you for this listener. I pray for them right now. I ask you to bless them in the name of Jesus and mightily and meet their needs. Father, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to be able to pray in the Spirit when we don't know what to pray for as we ought. And that's what tongues are for. Plus, it's for prophecy and edification and exhortation and comfort. There's so much more teaching to this. And as we get into the deeper things, we'll learn more about that later. I call you blessed, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the Media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.